SciShow Tangents is brought to you by Manukora Honey. Merriam-Webster defines honey as a sweet, viscid material elaborated out of nectar of flowers in the honey sack of various bees. And that's all good and fine, but old Miriam and Webster (laughs) used some words that I don't know and didn't really hit the mark when it comes to talking about Manukora honey. First off, Manukora isn't just sweet and viscid. It's got a rich, complex taste and a creamy, melt-in-your-mouth texture that you won't find in your average, everyday grocery store honey. And nectar of flowers doesn't cut it when you're talking about the nectar of the Manuka tea tree in New Zealand. The only nectar these bees feed on in the production of Manukora honey. In conclusion, Manukora ain't just your average boring dictionary defined honey. It's special honey. I know this firsthand. Uh, they sent us a jar, a squeeze bottle, and some honey sticks. And we've been sharing them around the office of their MGO 850 Plus, their best selling honey. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not <laughs> what you're thinking of when you think of honey. Look, have you ever think to yourself, if like, a company made grapes for the first time, we'd go nuts. It's, I feel like honey is this way, where I'm like, if anybody like made this up, we'd be going out of our minds. But this is like if honey happened again. Did you like the honey, Sari? So I moved into a new place where there's no insulation in the walls. And so uh, I've been drinking a lot of tea. And mm-hmm. sometimes that tea needs a little bit of honey. And I initially poured in this honey thinking it was going to be grocery store honey. And then I was like, that's different. And now it's a little uh, breakfast treat. It's a great breakfast treat because it's 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 a little like it's for toast. I could put like this on my butter toast and I'm like, oh, I'm having an experience. So Merriam-Webster also defines ultimate as the best or most extreme of its kind. Now that one fits Manukora to a T. Indulge in the best or most extreme sweet viscid material elaborated out of nectar of flowers in the honey sack of various bees from Manukora. If you head to manukora.com slash tangents, you can get $25 off their starter kit, which comes with the MG850 Plus Manuka Honey, a free travel pack of honey sticks, a free wooden spoon, and also a free guidebook. That's M-A-N-U-K-O-R-A dot com slash tangents to get $25 off your starter kit. Welcome to SciShow Tangents, the lightly competitive knowledge showcase starring some of the geniuses that make the YouTube series SciShow. This week, as always, I'm joined by Stefan Chen. I have joined us. <laughs> <laughs> How you feeling, buddy? I'm a little under the weather. Stefan, what's your tagline? Checks mixed throat. Sam's also here. Hi, Sam Schultz. Hi. When was the last time you touched a basketball? Uh, have you ever touched I, a basketball? Shut up. <laughs> I don't know the last time I touched a basketball. They're not everywhere like they were they're when you were kids. S- yeah. They used to be around. <laughs> now they're not so much anymore. Only 90s kids remember basketballs. <laughs> <laughs> What's your tagline? Born in the desert, raised in a lion's den. Sari, can you do your best Mickey Mouse impression? Oh, I, I'm okay at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I can't that. look. Okay, go. Oh, boy. Oh, that was pretty good. Sure, yeah. Those those are the two most important Mickey Mouse words. (laughs) That's it. All I know is when I was doing the duck voices for SciShow Kids, Sam was like, less Mickey Mouse, more Uh, duck. uh, (laughs) uh, What's your tagline? Mm, Less Mickey Mouse. Can I say that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if he's going to be litigious if they they, hear the name. (laughs) That's allowed. But you can't say the word Super Bowl. 
right? Oh, really? Sure you, can. you can't say the Super big Bowl game. TM. The big mouse. Mickey is the biggest mouse. Like, not only, like, culturally, but actually physically. Mm. Have you seen him? He's a huge mouse. Chuck E. Cheese might be able to take him. Uh, I don't know. Chuck E. Cheese is What about Master Splinter? Master Splinter is a rat. There's canonically taller mice than Mickey in Mickey's universe, though. Mm. Mortimer Mouse, for instance. Oh, well, thanks. I'm really glad (laughs) that we know about the taller Mortimer Mouse. I'm Hank Green, and my tagline is, too many big mice. (laughs) Every week here on SciShow Tangents, we get together to try to one-up amaze and delight each other with facts about the world. We're playing for glory, and we're also keeping score with sandbucks. We do everything we can to stay on topic, but we don't actually. So if you tangent and we don't like it, we can dock you with sandbucks. So tangent with care. And now, as always, we introduce this week's topic with the traditional science poem this week from Sari. One foot in front of the other. Another. Lost track of the steps. Oh, that song my brother played on rock band one time. Is that a hill I have to climb? Breathe in. Feel it great in my throat. Breathe out. Want to shout or sit down. I'm beginning to doubt whether this is the route, but it must be the route. Lost track of the miles and years and seconds. These legs can hold steady through my 20s, I reckon. I don't have a plan, (laughs) but they can. They can. That was great. That was a very what it's like to run Uh Mm poem. One of the things that I used to think about running is that it was too much aerobic work for me where i'd be like my i'm I'm breathing very hard this is hard on my like lungs and heart Mm -hmm. now though running as i've gotten older is too much like physical moving my legs around work (laughs) is it the impact or is it just like just lifting my leg over and over and over again my legs get tired Mm. in a way that didn't used to happen that's wait till you hear my fact today okay (laughs) i'm fascinated to hear it the topic is running sari what is running it's basically that. It, <laughs> <laughs> moving your feet at a pace that's faster than a walk. It uh-huh. seems very subjective. There's no scientific definition. Well, there of is the, the yeah. limit of walking. So there's Olympic speed walking or fast mm-hmm. walking or whatever, where there's like, you can't have both feet off the ground at the same time. Oh. Yeah, the both feet leaving the ground feels like a key part of it. Yeah. Right? The intent of covering distance. Specifically, (laughs) both feet leaving the ground with an intent to go faster than normal. I feel like if you had most people, there's probably an average pace where someone's like, that's no longer walk, that's jogging, and that's no longer jogging, that's running. Oh, right, because there's jogging. Jogging's running, though. I think jogging's running. Yeah, no, I've never run. If jogging is separate (laughs) from running, I've never (laughs) run since childhood. And you are a runner. Yes. Asterisk, I run. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah. yeah. You're more of a runner you than... a marathon? Yes, I've then done a marathon. You I are can... in the top some small number of percent. Yeah, yes. I guess I can make my body run. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm very good at it. Like, researching for this episode of the podcast, uh-huh. I learned so many things that I maybe should have known about my feet and mm. body beforehand okay. <laughs> because I don't do the diet right. Do you well, like she... running? No. So, but there must be people who do. <laughs> yes. Okay. So there are people who have described like, I, I feel the runner's high. I feel like invigorated when yeah. I run. I do not feel that. I feel pain and tiredness, but I can make myself do it for a really long time. Uh-huh. And I get the dopamine hit from 
finishing and being like, mm. I don't have to do that again. Uh, I can rest. I can, not, I can be not doing that. <laughs> oh, well, then you could do that with any unpleasant activity for a long yeah. period of time. Yeah. I'm really good at doing unpleasant things for a medium <laughs> to long amount of time. Do you know the etymology of run? Because it seems to have come first from the kind of running where things run, like flow into each oh, other, yeah. like run oh. together. Yes, that's what I have too. Mm. As like German rinnen, Gothic rinnen. Yeah, uh, this is me pronouncing things again. <laughs> Middle Dutch running, and basically, yeah, all old languages. It seems to describe rivers hmm. or something oh, like yeah, that. That's yeah. that is my guess. And it's of, got a nice trill. Run. Well, it doesn't. You say it that way. <laughs> so I guess now it is time for. One of our panelists, it's me, has prepared three science facts for your education and enjoyment, but only one of those facts is real. The rest of you have to guess which is the truth and which are the lies, and if you get it right, you get a sandbuck. If you don't, it's for me! And we're going to do it about our favorite way to run where you don't go anywhere, treadmills. Mm, love them. <laughs> so they actually, this is the fact, this is... Just a normal, true thing. They have a a fairly dark history. They uh, were actual torture devices in English prisons. Oh, my. Maybe the the first treadmills. But now treadmills are just a great way to run without going anywhere, which is very convenient if you live in a place where it's terrible outside, Mm -hmm. which we do. But treadmills can play tricks on our brains, and scientists have thus used treadmills to try and learn things about our brains. The following are three treadmill experiences that were designed to help us learn about our minds, but only one of those experiments is real. Number one, subjects were put on a treadmill, but where you might usually expect the treadmill to be on the ground, this treadmill was on a trailer, and it was hooked up to a tractor that pulled it along so that that the runner was going as fast as they would have been if they were actually running. And then uh. afterward, they were blindfolded and shown targets and been, and told to walk to the targets to see if they had accurately judged the distance. Oh my God. Number two, subjects were tasked with using a treadmill while watching a 10-minute long video. So running and watching a video. Mm-hmm. And then they came off the treadmill and they were asked to jog blindfolded while answering questions about the video to see if they were better at answering questions while running than not running. Mm -hmm. Or fact number three, subjects were instructed to run as fast as they could for three minutes. Either in front of them was a blank wall or a variety of videos on a screen. One of those videos was a trainer egging them on. One of them was a stadium full of people cheering. One of them was a music video for a dance song. And one was just footage of cute cats. The video of the dance song had people running the fastest, but strangely, cute cats and the blank wall both did better than the trainer yelling at you. Uh, So our facts are uh, the treadmill was pulled along by a tractor to keep them actually running the speed they would be running. Number two, you run and watch a video on a treadmill, and then you run off the treadmill to see if you can remember what happened in the video. And three... You run as fast as you can for three minutes watching various videos or nothing. And the music video was the one that made people go the fastest. And the trainer was the slowest. Now, after having run, I just want to participate in running experiments. This is like my next step <laughs> in my it. running. Finally, yeah. finally, I'm useful. You're I can just going to be test subjects. For, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to do sleep studies in college to earn money. And uh-huh, so I could nice. do... 
this. Oh, man. Literally earn money while you sleep. Yeah, yeah it's great. You just wear bracelets and they track personal information. What <laughs> 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 people are doing for free these days with their yeah. Google Home yeah. and stuff. So. Right. Do you think it's plausible that the person yelling at you would make you run slower than any of the rest of them? <sighs> yes, but also speaking from personal experience, the cheering crowd and the person yelling at me would make me do worse just because mm, okay. like any historically, attention. any attention, if you're paying <laughs> attention to me, I do worse at whatever sport to the point where my fencing coach would be like, everyone turn away while I'm doing it. <laughs> Seriously? For you? For me. Yeah. Like wow. he would be like the team, like, okay, let's talk and <laughs> yeah. not watch Sari huh. and then she'll do better. Mostly I just want to put, so you have the runner on a treadmill, mm -hmm. treadmill on a tractor that's moving, but the tractor's also on a treadmill. <laughs> so no one is moving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what the science behind this would be. It's just a glorious waste of happen. energy. <laughs> I don't believe that for everybody getting yelled at on the screen would make them do bad. Because for me, when mm -hmm. I do videos, like if I do like a workout video or like do it in a class or something, I do better. I know that I do. Mm. Like mm -hmm. I give up if it's just me by myself. What was the middle one? You watch a 10-minute video while running, and then you run again to see if you can answer the questions okay. better. Sometimes I do an exercise bike that has a video on it of you going through, like, a French countryside. Mm -hmm. And I could go to that French countryside and know where everything was, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> be like, oh, that's that house. That's that house. So I think I'm going to go with that one. Okay. I think oh. I've retained that place, like, better than shows and movies I've watched, like, an equal amount of time. You feel more at home in the French countryside of that biking program than in the streets of Missoula. Definitely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's interesting because I watch a lot of HGTV when I run on the treadmill and I don't remember any of it. Uh, so hmm. I'm the opposite of that. Hmm. So I'm going to pick the last one because okay. I would like to think oh, that no. other people are as afraid of trainers as I am. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I was going to go with the last one. That's one of those things where like the thing that you look at, I bet if you did a bunch, if you repeated that study a bunch of times, you would just get different results with different people or something. Mm -hmm. Because the fact that the blank wall did better, I'm like, eh. Like some people might, maybe they do better when they just have, they can focus on their right. own mind or something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, this is a hard, and in my heart, I know it's number one. But yeah. I'm still going to yeah. go with number two. <laughs> I'm going to spread things out. So I'm going to go with number one. Okay. Oh. And it was number one. Oh. The trailer oh. treadmill. Okay. So the reason they did this is that there's this weird optical phenomenon or like a weird sort of illusion that happens. It's called optical flow, where when usually you're like moving through the world mm -hmm. and you move and the world moves past you. Mm -hmm. But on a treadmill, you run and then everything stays in the same place. And sometimes after you get off a treadmill, you'll have this experience of like feeling like you're walking faster than you are actually. Right. And so they wanted to understand this effect better. They wanted to see if it was like the, the world moving past you that was the thing or if it was the not moving that was the thing uh -huh. so they had you run on the treadmill but then had you at the same time move as fast as you would be moving and there's actually a diagram of this that I have to show you yes <laughs> it's beautiful it's like yeah. you're following a tractor on a like a weird lawnmower what about all the fumes weren't there fumes I don't know it's an electric so it allowed the experimenters to tune the walking speed via the treadmill and the speed of the optic flow which was the huh. rate of the speed of the tractor and when the walking speed was greater than the optic flow rate their brains are in the mode of thinking they need to walk more to cover a certain distance so 
the blindfolded subjects then tended to overshoot the uh. targets. And when the walking speed was less than the optic flow, they tended to undershoot the target. <laughs> Always go for the weird experiment, you guys. <laughs> yeah. No, because sometimes it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> the last one was just an outright lie. Scientists uh, may uh. have done this where they show you a screen and see what encourages you to run the most. Mm -hmm. In my internal canon, I decided it was Ponder Replay by Rihanna that they were playing because <laughs> uh. that seems like a really good running song. And then the uh, second was based on an experiment that they did to see if people worked better at treadmill desks or worse. Mm. And uh, there doesn't seem to be a huge difference in sort of like information comprehension ability, mm -hmm. but there is a difference if you were doing a physical activity like medical transcriptionists, like typing out oh. transcriptions while walking was slower than just sitting mm, and typing right. because like your upper body is moving some and that affects how fast huh. you can type, okay. I guess. Mm -hmm. But that was looking at productivity, not like the long-term health say, consequence. No. Yeah. Which well, I look, think what is are we point. more worried about? The <laughs> short-term productivity of our workers or their long-term health outcomes? <laughs> you got me. You got me. <laughs> I also like that as someone who types for her job that I get an excuse now. I can cite this one study and be like, I need to sit. I need like a comfy couch where everything is still except for my hands. That's right. I need to move not at all. Yeah. Next up, we're going to take a short break and then it'll be time for the Fact Off. SciShow Tangents is brought to you by Rocket Money. If I asked you how many subscription services you had, you think you could name them all? And before you just start naming streaming apps, remember that basically everything has a subscription these days. Video games, dating apps, food delivery apps. It's a subscription service world. We're just living in it. And with all of these subscriptions, it can feel like money is just flying out of your account. And that, frankly, sucks. But Rocket Money can help. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money can help you negotiate to lower some bills for you by up to 20%. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in total canceled subscriptions. Escape from the planet of the subscription services and stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash tangents. That's rocketmoney.com slash tangents. Rocketmoney.com slash T-A-N-G-E-N-T-S. SciShow Tangents is brought to you by Factor, whose ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning. Stress is stressful. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Life just goes and goes, and it doesn't ever stop going. There's always something else to do. And one of those things is a very important thing called eating dinner. To eat dinner, one must pick out what they want to eat and then go to the grocery store and then buy the stuff and then chop the stuff and do other things to the stuff. You have to heat the stuff and put it in water. And then afterwards, you have to take the things that you heated it in and they're gross and you have to make them clean again. Meanwhile, life is still happening. That all, all that's building up around you. Oh, this is like terrifying. I'm so, yeah. I never want to cook again. <laughs> You're right, Factor Ad. I don't. I don't want to have this happen. This is unacceptable. Sometimes, uh, parentheses, all the time, uh, you just don't have the time or the energy for meal planning on top of everything else going on in your life. So thankfully, Factor is here to help. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon come mealtime. 
You can get chef-crafted meals that are better for you and better tasting than takeout delivered right to your door, ready to heat and ready to eat. No prep, no mess, no sink full of dishes, no stress. We're kicking stress out the door in 2024, and I certainly hope that's true for me. <laughs> Heck yeah, Factor. Kick my stress. Right out the door. <laughs> I'm going to get a chest freezer just for these meals. <laughs> Oh, you're going to need one because they have over 35 meals to choose from, flexible ordering options, add-ons, smoothies. Factor offers all sorts of fast, simple solutions when you're too busy to cook. Banish your stress, even if it's just for like one hour while you're eating dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash tangents50 and use code tangents50 to get 50% off. That's code tangents50 at factormeals.com slash tangents50 to get 50% off. Welcome back. Sam Buck totals for the episode. Sari has one for her poem. Stefan has one for getting that treadmill question Hell right. Yeah. Sam's got nothing and I got two. Oh, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be okay. Because now it's time for the fact off, where two panelists, Sam and Stefan, have brought science facts to present to us in an attempt to blow our minds. We each have a Sam Buck to award the fact we like the most. So who's going to go first? It's going to be decided by this question. The cheetah is the fastest land animal, so therefore the fastest runner. What is the second fastest runner in the world? A, lion. B, blue wildebeest. C, pronghorn antelope. Or D, the quarter horse. Oh, God. Mm. One, two, three. Whatever the last one is. It is the pronghorn. Stefan, you are correct. Yeah. All right, Sam. Oh, make it Sam go first. <laughs> like you just said, the fastest land animal is the cheetah. Mm. In terms of raw miles per hour, mm. it can go 75 miles an hour. But when you take scale into account, there are lots of animals that are faster than a cheetah. Oh. And the well, there's also land animals that are faster than a cheetah. Like what? They're just birds. Mm. Okay. <laughs> but when you take scale into account, Hank, there are lots of animals that are faster uh-huh. Or if they're birds. The fastest <laughs> insect, for example, is the Cicindella hudsoni, a species of tiger beetle native to Australia. And I'm just going to call them tiger beetles from now on. Thanks. They run at five miles an hour, which is 171 body lengths a second for oh. them. The fastest humans on Earth, like Usain Bolt, top out at six body lengths a second. So if a person wanted to cover as much ground as a tiger beetle does proportionally, they'd have to run 480 miles an hour. <gasps> mm-hmm. I feel like that would break you. Uh-huh. You'd probably like, yeah. disintegrate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, up until 2014, these insects were thought to just be the fastest land animal in the world. But their record got broken by a mite that can go 322 body lengths what? a second. Which is thirteen hundred? Just by jumping. Is it a jumper? I think it's a jumper. The oh, tiger right. beetle's a runner. I think yeah. this might is a jumper that can. Uh, and but that's a hundred, uh, thirteen hundred miles an hour for a human. Jeez. You'd definitely also explode if you were going that fast too. Like your legs <laughs> would fly mean, off, if, right? I, it depends on how fast you got to the speed. Yeah, oh. it would be. It's the acceleration yeah. that would kill you. I think it's instantaneous any. for both of them, pretty much. <laughs> it's instantaneous. Then it would definitely from zero. To 1,000 miles per hour in 0.00 seconds, you wouldn't yes, be okay. Would explode. The parts of you that were less hard 
would be left behind. <laughs> You'd just be so, a running skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> so they're still the fastest insect because the other thing's an arachnid and they're predators so they use their speed to catch their prey. Ooh, just like uh, a cheetah. When scientists observed them chasing prey, however, they thought it was weird that the beetle stopped and started instead of just ran in a straight line and got what it was mm. after. So a scientist named Cole Gilbert looked into it and determined that at top speed, the beetle runs so fast that its eyes can't collect photons quickly enough to be able to see the prey running away from it. So it has to stop. It stops for a few milliseconds, sees where the prey is, triangulates where it's supposed to be, runs to try to catch it. If it doesn't catch it, it stops, looks where its prey is, and just keeps doing it until it gets it. Oh, these boys are beautiful. They're really kind of scary and I didn't like looking at them. Uh, I'm watching one eat a bug right now and it is Their not, pinchers are freaky. I would not like to be small <laughs> around <laughs> it for oh, sure. Geez. So that's pretty much the end. They run so fast that they can't see anymore. Oh, I love that's it. And he cool. thinks that there are other animals that go so fast that they can't see anymore like peregrine falcons and lots of different kinds of fish. Oh. But there's not as much research done into them yet. The way that this thing moves is hilarious. It just can't not be fast. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everything it does is he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> Do things That's like that cool. get muscle tiredness? Is that oh, a yeah. thing? Yeah, I mean, you run out, You got to run out of fuel. I don't know if they get tiredness the same as us, but like eventually you just don't have the glycogen to do the things. Mm-hmm. Can a bug work out and get buffer <laughs> or not? <laughs> I'm just going to let that one sit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, they're so fast. I love it. Some good YouTube videos of these things, guys. There's tons of good YouTube videos of them. Stefan. When you're running, a lot of the calories that you burn are being used to maintain the balance of your body and support your body weight. And accelerate and decelerate your body's mass. Mm-hmm. Like when you are step jumping from one like foot to the other, you're yeah. there's a lot of up and down motion, and like you have to decelerate. Yeah, and you got to get that leg. leg. It's mm-hmm. all the way back here. I got to get it up there, mm-hmm. and then it got to bring it back again. A team of engineers at Stanford found that if you connect a runner's shoes with a rubber band, which they call an exotendon. Uh, but it's it's basically a piece of surgical like silicone mm-hmm. tubing that has carabiners on the end and they like connect your shoes together uh-huh. that that reduces all these extra energy costs by making it easier for a runner to take more steps per minute. Mm. Basically okay. the having an elastic band that connects your shoes helps slow your legs down when they're they're moving apart mm-hmm. and then it helps snap them back together. Because uh, you got to you got to decelerate it uh-huh. yourself, and you got to accelerate. But this way, you it's don't like have a, to. Yeah, it's like an exotendon. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like an exotendon. <laughs> they said it's similar to the tendons in cheetahs' legs, hmm. which are, as we learned, the fastest <laughs> land animal. <laughs> and so, having that extra force or extra assistance helps make it easier to swing your legs faster, so you can take more steps per minute. And as a side effect of doing that your steps are shorter and having shorter steps means that you're not doing as much of the up and down and you don't have to spend as much energy decelerating and accelerating your body mass in other ways Mm -hmm. that are not related to just like moving forwards. And so in the main part of the experiment, they ran four tests with 19 people at six miles an hour. And in the first test, there was no improvement because people were just like, Confused. Confused about it, like how <laughs> I to mean, run. no improvement is, is kind of remarkable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, we're going to put a giant rubber band on your feet with some carabiners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But by the end of the fourth test, all 19 participants had adjusted naturally to the faster stride frequency mm. and were running more efficiently. 
So you just have to like give in to the to the rubber band and like <laughs> yeah. let it control your legs a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then they ran a test with a band that was like not that elastic or was much less stiff to make sure that this wasn't like some kind of placebo effect of like attaching mm, a band sure. and then people are like, yeah, I am fast. <laughs> <laughs> and they also ran some outdoor tests to make sure that people wouldn't trip and no one did. So no one tripped. So it's it super so safe. dangerous. <laughs> yeah, we're outdoors. So, In the forest, you would 100% yeah. trip over a rock. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, they didn't do trail running it was all like on the sidewalks okay. right and what the, about like fast people though what they about did they okay. tested it at over 10 miles an hour also for the tripping they wanted to make sure that people okay. could run fast and the the tubing is like 25 percent the length of your leg so it's not that long and they found that that was a good mix to give you like mm. the elasticity but not trip you up so you're just like so you're running like Instead of like 90 steps per minute, you're going at 100 steps per minute. Wacky. Something like that. Sounds like a Sonic the Hedgehog up, like a yeah. power up you get. <laughs> they could license it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, they found that on average, people were 6.4% more efficient at running with, with the tendon on, which doesn't sound like a ton, but that's on par with other devices sure. that are designed for increasing running efficiency. But all the other devices are like super complicated and expensive. Mm. Like there's fancy shoes that have springs in them and there's a bunch of like exoskeletons that have motors or springs to right. help you move. They also mentioned jetpacks as an alternative, <laughs> but I was like, at that point, you're not really yeah. running. What? Yeah, so, no, like, I, I could also go faster <laughs> if I was in a car. Yeah. <laughs> I want a jetpack for a marathon now. That's yeah. it. I will not move my legs one bit. Well, I, I was thinking about this as like, ah, oh, but like, it's not allowed. Like you're not yeah, gonna no. like. Yeah, it's, it's, but, you're not gonna compete with. But these. sometimes you need to run fast for reasons that aren't just. Mm, it's to, like if someone's to gonna win. attack you, you're like, wait, right. let me put my exotendon. Well, just on. like war people. Like if oh. you're gonna be on the bat, it's just like suddenly it's like, well, it would war definitely people. help the war people to be able to <laughs> go six point eight percent faster. Yeah, yeah. You can market it as a toy and then get a bunch of kids to start running more efficiently. Yeah. yeah we like need the faster new Heelys. kids. <laughs> <laughs> so they can get no, away from slow their the kids down. <laughs> as someone, well, then you just do it like, I don't know, 20 or 15% of their legs so their feet can't separate enough. Yeah. Uh, little bands. Uh, yeah. Ja shackles. <laughs> That's a great idea, Terry. You invented shackles. Yeah. yeah. And then you can attach a chain to them yeah. and just like walk around with your child on a leash shackle. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. And then you can attach <laughs> multiple kids together so that they don't lose each other Great. in line. Great. We can call it a chain gang. Yeah. It's everything. No problems. Do you know who you want to vote for? Oh, it's hard. Yes, I, I do. Know. You do? Mm -hmm. Three, two, one. Sam. Sam. Ooh. Did you both say me? Yeah. Points. Sweet points. points. Still in last place, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Congratulations, Sam. Now it is time for Ask the Science Couch. We've got a listener question for our couch of finely honed scientific minds. It's from Katie Marie Swear. Is there actually science behind the barefoot running trend? Mm. Mostly, I feel like I've heard that that's... Most you should do it on like dirt or sand, but oh, that yeah. barefoot mm. running on pavement is not as good. It's like kind of a, a shrug, a scientific shrug. So it became a huge trend based on the book Born to Run, which was based on research by Dan Lieberman, who's a mm. human evolutionary biologist, who was basically like, We didn't have shoes, so our human ancestors mm. ran barefoot. 
And then like people still get injured in shoes. And so barefoot running strengthens the muscles you need to prevent right. injury. Mm. Hmm. What about like sleeping on the ground? Does that, <laughs> like, I, my back still hurts sometimes. Should I sleep on rocks? That's it, where it feels like it <laughs> Sorry. shoehorns well, with the paleo diet. Sort yeah. of like yeah. we, we don't have to eat raw leaves anymore. <laughs> we, yeah, we don't have to walk around in the Epcot ride. Yeah, in Spaceship Earth. In Spaceship Earth, yeah. yeah there's a scene where there's like a little diorama of a caveman and he's been walking around so much that his feet are glowing and yeah. he's blowing on them because they hurt so oh. bad. And I'll never never get that image out of my mind. So. <laughs> it's a hell of a ride. It's gone now. now oh, You, you could have bought the caveman with the foot probably. Nah, oh. they don't let those things go into the market. There's you a whole thing. You could have though. I could have gotten someone to steal it for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to Epcot. I would steal for you probably. Don't go to jail for me, Sari. And I, if you do, well, do for a good, good reason, reason. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably dock me. Jesus, that was a terrible tangent. Yeah. <laughs> it was not useful. And Sari has a hard out, so it was a disaster yeah. of a tangent. But back to real feet uh, and real studies on those real feet. Uh, research hasn't corroborated those findings. Like some research says barefoot running strengthens the muscles. Some says that running with shoes might actually increase foot muscle use because the shoes are squishy. And so like your Mm. foot needs to stabilize within Mm. the shoe platform. But basically what people agree on is that it changes the way that you run, how much cushioning you have on Mm. your foot. Most of runners strike the ground with their heel first. So Mm -hmm. they run like heel and then toe. And that's like rear foot running. That is higher impact on your knees, I think. And I'm pretty sure I run like this because I don't I don't pay attention to where my feet hit the ground. A smaller percentage of people, especially sprinters, run with like their toe first and then their heel goes. Mm -hmm. It's easier to push yourself forward faster Mm -hmm. that way. Um, And that puts more stress on your lower leg muscle. So it changes like where the impact gets Mm -hmm. dispersed in your leg and running with barefoot can cause you to adopt more of a front foot falling. Mm. It does seem like it would be nicer because when you hit with your front of your foot, you can do a little of control. A lot of elite runners are, are four foot runners. So I think that probably played into the idea that this is better but Mm. basically switching from running in shoes to running barefoot or with minimal shoes like the toe shoes is generally not good because it's switching your running style too quickly and so you're more likely to get injured i think right because your body is just not used to that and so million dollar idea shoes that slowly disappear (laughs) (laughs) all shoes bad shoes yeah (laughs) yeah if you want to ask the science couch you can follow us on twitter at scishowtangents where we'll tweet out topics for upcoming episodes every week thank you to at Jen White 2014 at Google Man and everybody else who tweeted us your questions this episode I like putting <laughs> ones in that I know you're going to say Mitchell I'm so excited <laughs> Google Man <laughs> Sandbuck final scores Sari with one Stefan with one me with one Sam you came oh, out dude. yes you played yourself <laughs> <laughs> I won you won no. how does it feel 
I dedicate it to my mother. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. If you like this show and you want to help us out, it's really easy to do that. You can leave us a review wherever you listen. That helps us know what you like about the show. Also, we look at iTunes reviews for future topic ideas, so leave those there if you want to. Second, you can tweet your favorite moment from this episode. And finally, if you want to show your love for SciShow Tangents, just tell, tell people, people about, about us. Thank you for joining. I have been Hank Green. I've been Sari Riley. I've been Chex Mix. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been Sam Schultz. SciShow Tangents is a co-production of Complexly and the wonderful team at WNYC Studios. It's created by all of us and produced by Caitlin Hoffmeister and Sam Schultz, who also edits a lot of these episodes along with Hiroko Matsushima. Our editorial assistant is Deboki Chakravarti. Our sound design is by Joseph Tuna Medish. Our social media organizer is Victoria Bongiorno, and we couldn't make any of this without our patrons on Patreon. Thank you, and remember, the mind is not a vessel to be filled, but a fire to be lighted. But one more thing. There's this thing called runner's trots, which actually just means runner's diarrhea, which is exactly what it sounds like. Needing to poop during or right after running, especially more than three miles. Out of a study of 109 distance runners, 62% had sometime during their training stopped to poop. And 47% had runs or diarrhea afterwards. It doesn't have to do with sickness, but and we don't really know why it happens, but it has to do with like jostling your organs around or like your blood or hormone flow to your intestines you're you're about to go run are you gonna get diarrhea at disney world i wouldn't be the first